Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. My name is Jason. I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet, by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, Jason. How's it going, man? It is going so well. It is a beautiful fall day as we're recording this, and uh, we are coming to coming to land the plane on this Parks and Recreation journey. And so there's a little bit of wistfulness and nostalgia. You're, you're wisty? Yes, I'm playing a lot of uh, folklore and evermore right now uh, from Taylor Swift, just trying to get into that mode of being like, I'm sad. Yeah. I'm not really sad. How are you? I'm good. I, I am good. I'm excited. I am kind of, yeah, I'm kind of excited to not end this, but to start something new, but also like we've been doing this for such a long time. So you know, it is the penultimate. So you start thinking about the end. I just mm-hmm. had to say penultimate again, uh, because it is, it. it's time. It's yeah. the ult- ultimate pen. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I am. I'm ready to talk about this one. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, this episode is season seven, episode 11, two funerals. And, uh, and so general impressions before we, we jump into talking about this episode, how do you feel about this episode? Fan service. Fan service. Explain. Yeah, and, and it. It, it, what's that? Unpack that. Unpa- yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, I think like it just got me thinking about a lot of our favorite episodes and how um, some of them are, you know, kind of sentimental. Some of them are just written so well, you know, uh, just a complete story standalone. And this is not one of those. This is a culmination of seven years plus of, of all of these episodes. So if you were just to walk in and go, why is this guy like, what's the big deal about, you know, this guy losing his barber, you know, uh, we get it in the episode, but if you don't know Ron, then it's not as funny or it's not as, you know, impactful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the jokes, a lot of these things are wrapping up. Um, obviously because of the end of the, this, and I think, and I think this, this uh, the last episode, this episode, and then the finale is what makes this, uh, Parks and Rec such a great series because it really land, like you said, lands the plane. We're coming in and we get to see all of these extra characters and call back to all these different storylines and even jokes. And so I like it for that as far as like standalone writing, man, it's, it's fine, but really what they did was they created a vehicle you know, looking for a new mayor so they could bring in all of these candidates and we can go, oh, yeah, Joan and oh, yeah, you know, Dr. Saperstein and all these other characters. So that that's yeah. kind of my my view on this episode. Um, what about you? What did what did you think? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this episode more than the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. The uh, there is a element. One of the things I appreciate about this show, like when The Office was getting up there in episodes and they were making that transition into being owned by Sabre. Uh, they <laughs> did a, like a sneaky little clip show, which is something that like long running sitcoms tend to do. Mm-hmm. And so, cause they had that banker come in and like evaluate the company and all that different stuff. Right. Right. And so this has that same kind of vibe where it's right. like with the Ben and April, looking for a new mayor. That's where like clip show comes into play, but it's not a clip show as much as it's no, these are people who live in this city. Right. 
And uh, and so why not why not bring them around one more time? Right. And where the finale is also fairly brilliant because it literally is a clip show of things that have not happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like it subverts the expectations of like a clip show, like finale type thing. It's like, no, it's all looking to the future. And so these two episodes, I think, are fairly uh, they're creative. in how do we wrap up all the loose threads? Exactly. Yeah. And then there's some more threads out there for the future. Sure. (laughs) So. Uh, yeah, well, and, so, and, and they've been they've been kind of doing it for a little bit ever since they jumped time, and then they were able to make future jokes. And now that we're so far past that time period, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking back, it's like the idea of Shia LaBeouf being a jeweler. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, like didn't he make dresses at one point in in the yeah. in the series? Like, so it's just this running joke of Shia LaBeouf is like all of these different things, and because back then Shia LaBeouf was like a hot mess. And I mean, I, we haven't really heard of him for a while, heard from him for a while, but who knows where he's going to pop. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, so it's things well, like he that. He never that I think calls are... me. <laughs> so I'll let you know next time we hang yeah. out. I love that expression. We haven't heard from this celebrity. It's like, who are you expecting a text? <laughs> so, <laughs> operators are standing by. Yeah. Anytime, Shia. <laughs> like, I'm hearing for you, man. You, you need to talk about. Let's things. do it. Like, how did that Empire of the Crystal Skull movie impact your career? Is that where it kind of went off the rails for you? You were great in Fury. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So this is an interesting one. And uh, it'll be fun to, to talk about. So there's basically three stories, mm-hmm. right? Like that, like the last few episodes, there haven't been a lot of divergence. Um, and so this gets back into that mode of A plot, B plot, C plot. Uh, and, uh, and so we've got Ben and April looking for a new mayor. We have Leslie and Tom, which we don't get them teamed up very often, Mm-mm. which is kind of nice. Uh, have them working on Tom's future and then Ron and Donna and Andy helping Ron process his grief, <laughs> which is not great. Um, <laughs> so for, for what for Ron, like, to, like he's not good at grief. No. And their their off their efforts are not. It's like, hey, you lost a barber. Let's replace him. <laughs> That's not necessarily like actually helping with grief. But no, they just okay. treated him like a little kid. Like, oh, your your dog died. Here's a puppy. Yeah, every <laughs> barber is just like a hamster. Just trade him out. Oh, Salvatore, <laughs> Salvatore. I yeah, really so, gave me what they called the mayor. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that I do appreciate because we actually don't have that much interaction with Ron and his barber throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. But we are reminded that his barber is Salvatore. And he existed. Like, he is in this world. Yes. And this so, is just a new thing. It's great. Yeah. He's not some random guy that they just made up. Salvatore is the barber that Leslie went to mm-hmm. when she was trying to, like, become a political power player. And she got the mayor haircut. And people thought that her and Anne were a couple. Like, that's... That so, happened in this so, world. That's so great. And that's also the so same great. guy Ron went to. Right. So it's great. Um, so, yeah, so it starts off uh, uh, with everybody all together in the uh, in the office. And uh, Ben's running in saying, Leslie's going to walk in and say something that sounds super boring, but it's actually a really big deal. So just like want to give you a signal, like be be excited. Right. And so she comes in and talks about enrolling in that executive training program. Uh, for the Department of the Interior, and uh, everybody's excited. And Andy, like, they're yelling out, congratulations, this is great. And Andy just yells out, 
surprise. <laughs> uh, and Ben looks at him like that was wrong. <laughs> that was the wrong thing. This is not what's happening. Um, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Leslie's promoting, uh, or celebrating like this is for real. This uh, whole move is happening. And, uh, and then Donna also takes a moment to talk about how her and Joe closed on a house in Seattle. So welcome to the neighborhood, Donna. You are always welcome here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, April is pretty excited about that. Everybody's so happy. And then Jerry uh, gets up to announce that he's finally going to retire. Uh, and April says, this is about people who are moving, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't true Gary for him. Not everything is about you. And he's like, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love Gary. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Leslie is kind of sad and wistful. Everybody's moving away. Um, and and she's like, well, bad news comes in three. So, uh, you know, we're leaving. April and you're leaving. Donna's leaving. That's three. And Jerry, also I'm retiring. That's three, Jerry. Um, and so uh, as they're kind of wrapping up this, uh, Perd happily comes on to say, I come to you tonight with some good news. Yeah. It is not a sentence I will be saying to you right now. <laughs> because beloved mayor... Walter Gunderson has died and immediately they blame Jerry for jinxing them on Gunderson's death. Um, and so Gunderson is a mayor that we have heard about for many years. Mm-hmm. They've talked about him. We've never seen him. And no, his dog, uh, his, yeah, his dog was attacked by a possum on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and why the dog is coming to the golf course. He's the mayor. He can do what he wants. Um, right. But we find out that the mayor is none other than Bill Murray, which is great. Yeah. It's a great little bit of stunt casting as the season is, as the series is wrapping up. Um, but it's one of those things where like Bill Murray, everything he comes to just gets a little bit better. Yeah. I, and not to dissect the frog, but this is one of my favorite jokes in this episode slash season or just even in the series, really, because now you just think, like it, when you go back to rewatch Parks and Rec in your head, Bill Murray is somewhere around that building or around the town, like all the time through everything that we've been through. Bill Murray is somewhere around there. Yeah. And, you know, that never night, seen that like they... all of the jokes, all of the great things that could have happened. We never got to see. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it was Bill Murray the whole time. <laughs> so great. It's so great. Yeah. I, I love it. And the night when they went to go and get Ethel Beavers to sign a wedding certificate. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, and they go and uh, she has a paramour there with her. Uh, it's not Bill Murray. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, Ethel. Ethel Beavers is busy. So. Um, <laughs> busy little beaver. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so. Uh, Walter Gunderson. Mayor Gunderson made a, a video for his eventual death. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he is, greets everybody and he says, uh, a lot's been done, but I wasn't really doing very much. I wasn't really paying attention. So if there's credit, I'll take it. But if there's anything willing to blame, it's your fault. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye forever. <laughs> and uh, he's laying in state in the city council chambers for uh for a day and Ben's just like this is a totally real cool thing for a public space um <laughs> everything about this is very weird uh and so the video ends and Ben's like oh okay well that was something um and then we have a talking head of Leslie <laughs> saying like people are dying moving retiring there's too many endings and not enough beginnings and so she's kind of figuring out like 
what am I going to do? So she wants to start an underground dance competition and Naturally. realizes she doesn't know how to do that, but someone will. Uh, so then we cut to Ben and he, uh, at this reception funeral wake situation in the city council chambers. Um, and so Ben goes to April and says, Hey, can you help me find a mayor to appoint until the special election? Um, no, and, and she's just, <laughs> like, no, no. I can't. uh, and she's just like, why don't you just appoint yourself? You basically run the town anyway. And so Ben's very hesitant to do that. Uh, and April reminds him that uh, it's because he disgraced himself and destroyed an entire town. And I was like, yeah, I said we all remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, uh, yeah, so she agrees to help. um, And then Ben's like, I I told Gary he could help too. And April is very upset. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) and he's like, oh, notarizing a new mayor? That is, well, it's like the ultimate notary (laughs) adventure. Oh, it's big. (laughs) Uh, And then Tom shows up. uh, And he uh, is coming back from New York. And. He got her a gift, which is men's shoes in his size. Uh, and so uh, Les like, wow, that's really thoughtful. He's like, I'll hold on to these then. Um, and so, yeah, he went out there with Lucy and they had a great time. And he's like, it's for real. We even went to a jewelry store and looked at rings. And Leslie is like, whoa. Uh, and this is where we get the Shia LaBeouf is, is uh, a jewelry designer joke. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really found his calling. Finally. And so, yeah. So Leslie's excited because now this is a a happy beginning when everything else is ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, you should propose to her right now, right here. What better place to ask a woman to marry you than an old man's public memorial. <laughs> and I love how she's like realizing that as she's saying it. Yeah. Like, and, uh, uh, and Tom's like, yeah, I think I'm going to wait. <laughs> um, and like, Leslie's not even in town, which is going to be important if you're going to propose to somebody. Um, and so, so she's, he's like, she gets back tomorrow. And then Leslie's like, I want to help you. I want to do this with you. Um, and, uh, and so, so this is their plan moving forward. And then we cut to Ron and Donna and Andy and they're talking and Andy's like, this Gunderson was the mayor my entire life. (laughs) It really makes you consider the postulescence of time. (laughs) And Donna is just like, sure, postulescence. And, uh, I didn't, I meant to do this beforehand, but I didn't know if that was actually a word. I'm looking uh, it up right now because I, I, I meant I meant to do that. And uh, Google says, oh, it's the quality <laughs> or state of being postulant. <laughs> did the it, period did it, during which a person remains a postulant. Did, it, did a third grader write this <laughs> definition? You can't reuse the word. I have a joke that I am <clears throat> trying to make work when I do okay. open mic. Awesome. I'm ready. If I could change my career, I would like to go back and become a spelling bee moderator so that I could say your word is perspicuity. And then they would say, could you use it in a sentence? And I would say, yes, please spell perspicuity. <laughs> Can get the origin. I'm trying to find I what postulants I there just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I just gave you a sentence. Every I time I did. ask you to do something is a sentence. Uh, a person admitted to a religious order as a probationary candidate for membership. That's a postulate. Oh, so totally <laughs> nailed yeah. it, Andy. All right. I'm glad we went down this road. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, and so uh, Ron is like, death is natural, Andrew. We're born, we survive as long as we're useful, and then we're killed either by our body's natural decay or those younger and stronger. <laughs> Uh, and Donna's talking about how she's going to freeze her head like Ted Williams, throw that body on a robot and keep balling. 
And then a guy comes up, Carl. And he's like, and uh, we find out he owns the deli right next to Salvatore's shop. And Carl's like, isn't it terrible? First Salvatore and now Mayor Gunderson. And Ron, like, is shocked by this. Is what happened? Explain yourself. And uh, find out Salvatore passed away. And uh, and Ron like faints, and Andy's response is, "Was he killed by a younger, stronger barber?" <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> pretty great reaction. Like he's just been told how the circle of life happens. That's right. And so he's like, "I got to watch out for these barbers." It's cutthroat. Sometimes, literally. Ew. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. But that's a different show. Um. So now we're at a crossroads. Jeremy, we can go. We have set up our three plot lines. All right. Let's bone thugs this, this out. Which way do we want to go? Because at so, the end of this, this is scene, like everybody this is, comes together. Yeah. So this is like that shot in, in, in any movie where they're like, they come to the crossroads out in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, they're going to go that way. Why does it matter? Um, it's exactly I, I, like that. <laughs> I say. Let's just go with the next section because I know you're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's one of the things that I've been (laughs) looking forward to the most. Um, So this the the service continues. I don't know why everybody stopped and then started again and like talking and that, but whatever. Um, As somebody who does a good amount of funerals uh, Mm -hmm. in their life, like this is never how this ever works. You don't Uh, you don't have intermissions. Not usually. (laughs) Can can we get a (laughs) refill on snacks? I have a service coming up. Maybe I'll I'll try to throw in an intermission. Wow. Um, it's like, mainly because I'm, no, I should not say what I was about to say. <laughs> we all need to stretch our legs, everybody. <laughs> well, not everybody. Oh. <laughs> uh, for those of you able. The living need to get up and move for, around a little bit. For um, those of you who can hear my voice. <laughs> that's a guaranteed way to be haunted. Um, so, <laughs> so Ben continues with the theory, the video and, uh, Mayor Gunderson's a longtime friend and coworker, Ethel Beavers, comes and uh, Emma's like, this is going to be so sad. They worked together for a long time. And she's like, I'll be brief. Walter Gunderson and his wife had an open marriage. It kept him happy. It kept his wife happy. <laughs> hi, Evelyn. And Evelyn is like, so, so like she's pleasant. Like, hi. Yes. Yeah. And it definitely kept me happy. Emma's <laughs> like, what, what is, is happening? Because <laughs> for 46 wonderful years, he spent mm-hmm. night after night exploring every nook and cranny of my body. And everybody's like, oh. oh. And Ethel's just throw up, you bruise. We're all adults. And uh, she's like, my only regret is I never told him how I felt. I'll say it now. I love that man. And not just because he was a dynamite lay. Good night, you animal. And and they cut cut to Gunderson laying in state, which is that little little bit of grin on his face. Like he died. Bill Murray smirk. He he died a happy man. (laughs) Good night, you animal. Oh, ah, so gross. Um, And then. And then Leslie turned to Tom as like, listen to Ethel. No, it's gross. <laughs> um, he's like, no, you need, you can't wait to tell someone how you feel because if you wait before and you know what, boom, 46 years later, they're gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Tom's like, you're right. We know what, like, wait, wait. Like, and that's like, exactly. So, and I will help you with this proposal. And so he starts laying out his plan of this multimedia experience and action movie, explosives, graphics, all kinds of cool stuff. And the hero, Tom Haverford, and then uh, they they say Tom Haverford at the same time, and they start dancing, forgetting mm-hmm. that they are at a public memorial. Um, and unless he's like, uh, people grieve in different ways. True. Uh, so, yeah. So let's just keep going down this Tom path. Then 
Okay. Um, and so the next we cut to Leslie on the phone um, as they're walking into a ba- the banner shop. And uh, it's like, uh, you can't. Tra- you mean the the Scientologist? The Scientologist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can't train 200 white doves in the next four hours to spell out Lucy, will you marry me? Then you have no business calling yourself a pet store. It's true. And Tom is like, why can't people just be com- com- completely committed to the concept of outrageous pageantry? Uh, and so, yeah, so there they go in and uh, Ian, who runs Scientology, <laughs> uh, says, uh, what do you, he's like, oh, no, he's rolling his eyes. What do you want, Leslie? And he's like, and she's like, I need a gigantic banner saying congratulations, Lucy and Tom, and I need it by tomorrow. And uh, he's like, I can't do that. And Leslie's like, listen. Over the 15, last 15 years, I spent nearly $100,000 at your banner store. And uh, Tom's like, you see that Rolex on your Submariner on your wrist? That's because Leslie, you'll get this banner done. <laughs> uh, and so, so, all right, they're going to have a banner. Cool. This, the plans are coming along. Uh, next shop, next stop is uh, at Ted's Jewelry Store. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which, why he let them in, I have no, I mean, well, I guess, I guess it was, um, he needed was, a ring for the well, shot. No, I know, but it was Ann and and uh, and and Chris who made his life terrible. terrible. Yeah. So uh, okay, that makes a little bit I mean, Ted I was knows like, Leslie because he was consistently thrown in the lake. That's and right. Leslie was lobbying for more lake t- tossing. So, so he knows who Leslie is, and uh, yeah, and I he agree. still like, goes along with it. Yeah, I think he thought maybe this is like a good way to get some like promotion mm-hmm. for his store for this video that is going to be played for one person. I don't know. That's sure. kind of dumb. Um, and so he's holding the camera and I was like, are we rolling? He's like, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful, please. Uh, and uh, so they start and uh, Leslie's like, hello, <laughs> would you like to see some rings? I don't have a heart. <laughs> and I was like, why do you have an accent? He's like, I came up with a backstory. She's French, married to a billionaire, has a twin sister, identical, and they keep and he's like, I was like, you have one line. <laughs> uh, and so they start this whole thing where he's trying to buy a ring. Um, and he's like, I'll take that one. The most expensive one looks right at the camera. And then John Ralphio comes in. He's like, not so fast. Have her fraud. <laughs> and uh, I love you Leslie's boys. commitment. <laughs> Leslie's commitment. Zoot the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so John Ralphio sends his goons to attack Tom and they freeze. And then a stunt double comes in. And uh, stunt double like fights and beats up all of uh, Tom's goons, and uh, and then John Ralphie's like, "All right, it's my time," and he gets in. And l- all the while, Leslie's giving like uh, si- uh, camera direction for Ted, and and he's like, "I don't know what any of this means." Um, and uh, and so then Ralphio, John Ralphio, starts fighting the guy, and he gets thrown over into the jewelry case, and uh, and then Tom takes the ring and he looks up at the camera, Lucy, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to marry me. And they cut and Ted's like, you ruined my store. Uh, and he's like, it's the movie business, Ted, you knew the risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they run off to the next location, <laughs> whatever that is. We never find out what that next location is um, as far as filming goes because uh, Tom and Leslie go to the uh, the airport to meet Lucy. And uh, and so Tom so is they like, finished, they finished it all and they've edited it and they're ready to go. Yes. I don't know. Whirlwind day. I don't really know how they're going to play the video mm-hmm. for Lucy I, at the airport. Yeah, I think, no, I think because 
uh, yeah, the banner and everything. There was a party later. I think they're going to play it at the party. Yeah, well, I get like there would like why does Leslie have to go to the airport? Like there's no reason for any of this. Uh there's this this, this the great frustration is the lack of economy of writing in this this plot line for me because uh you know, they Leslie and Tom, it's really about their relationship and mm-hmm. working together and Tom says, "Hey, I'm glad you could help." I guess what I'm trying to say is you're pretty cool and Leslie like is overwhelmed by being cool and she's like, "I'm a cool dude. It's pizza time." <laughs> and that sounds like she you lost turns it. it. She just turns into a ninja turtle for some reason. Uh, and then Lucy shows up, and uh, they they wave across the airport. And Tom's like, "This is all wrong." Calling it off, uh, and he says, uh, "Is like, is it because I said pizza time?" And Tom's like, "No, but that definitely didn't help." Um, and so he like starts writing down. He's like, "Grab John Ralphie on these three things. Meet me at the Snake Hole Lounge in thirty minutes." Uh, and he I was like, "I have no idea, but you seem really confident, so I'm gonna go do that." Um, and so they like this whole scene, like everything, the, the jewelry store, all the stuff, all the things that Tom was doing, like it, it does not matter all that other stuff now. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of annoyed me. It's like, I'd really like to see that whole video. Um, <laughs> so, but that's but just, think, right. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I mean, it shows, it shows Tom's growth because as soon as he saw Lucy, he, he instantly realized that's what I wanted, but I know this person. Like, and he's growing, like this person doesn't want this thing. Like that's, and that's why I like her. And so he's like, no, this is all wrong. Right. So I think he got, he wrapped, he got wrapped in his own thing. And then as soon as he saw her, it was like, yeah, I agree. I agree with the assessment and where it all landed. Like Tom is like a a growing person, but it's just annoying. (laughs) Cause you didn't get to see it. Like even as a, as a post credit, like like uh, Lazy Scranton, like we that need to see the awesome. whole video. Yeah, if it was yeah. on Peacock or something, like <laughs> I would love to see this whole video. Like, where was the second location that they shot? Like, was that at the library? And like they had to like blow up some books. I don't know what did they do. So, uh, if they do a uh, Parks and Rec reboot, they can start with this this video. Please tell us what happened. Uh, so they go to this. They meet Tom at the Snake Hole Lounge, and uh, they got everything he asked for. Uh, and John Ralphio then unfurls a a dozen flavored condoms. And Tom's like, I didn't ask for that. And like, that's just me looking out for you. Uh, and he's like, girls get super horny when you propose. That's why I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> John Ralphio, you're terrible. Um, and no. uh, and so Les is like, okay, what are we doing? There's hundreds of people waiting for us. And Tom's like, no time to explain. Don't worry, I've got a plan. And Les is like, all right, we'll leave. Good luck. And Tom's like, but you want to stay and watch, don't you? Yes, of course. So they go and hide. Uh, and and Les is like, to John Ralph, you don't follow me. And he's like, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> like a little child. <laughs> like, you wouldn't think I wouldn't. Yeah. And uh, and so then Lucy uh, meets Tom. And is like, what is all this? And he's like, well, this is where we met. Our first date. I gave you a single daisy like this. And after that, we had late night pancakes at JJ's. And then I tried to... Uh, do a magic trick with a deck of cards that I learned on a David Blaine special <laughs> and I failed and you made fun of me ruthlessly. Uh, and I haven't done this trick in a while, but I'm going to, I'm ready to try it again. And so he like fans out a deck, the deck of cards uh, and he's like, pick a card and does the whole thing. No, over there a little bit. Um, and she pulls the card out and it says, will you marry me? And she says, yes. And they're like, Oh, it's so wonderful. And Tom is happy. L- Lucy's happy. Leslie's happy. Uh, and John Ralphio is like, it, it, she says, it's so sweet. And he says, it really was. 
So what's your story again? <laughs> I mean, how married are you? <laughs> and, and Leslie's like, why are you like this? And she's like, pills, baby. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then um, Tom at later is like talking to Leslie. Sorry about the audible. I just realized Lucy doesn't care about all that flashy stuff. That's not the way to her heart. Um, and he's like, I'm just, I'm surprised she's still even into me. Uh, and less like you were right. Absolutely. The right course. It was perfect. Beautiful. Um, but there is still a very big celebration waiting for you and your fiance. I think Lucy and Tom's like, I think Lucy just wants to hang out the two of us. Um, and so he leaves and he's like, see you later, Jennifer and Lopez. And, uh, Leslie calls, calls him pomegranate juice and he's impressed by the punnery. It's wonderful. And so Leslie calls Ben like Tom got engaged. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And then we learn Ben's news later about what's going to happen there. So mm-hmm. let's pause there and we'll come back around. And uh, but I do like the, her line right there when as soon as she finds out what happened, she's like, oh, I'm so glad we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I need to change the color of this real quick. But you don't. So- I do, because it's going to be, it bleeds into uh, Ben's story, so. Well, I know, but we can just stop. No. Okay. All right, let's, let's follow Ron's. Let's do it. Now, Ron, so, yeah, uh, was Salvatore killed by a younger, stronger barber? We'll never know. But we next pick up at the uh, memorial service. <laughs> and Don, Donna and for, Andy for, Sal- for Salvatore are at the memorial service right. for a guy they don't know. But they're there to support Ron. Support, yeah, yeah, right. And uh, and Donna's like, "Were you guys close?" Like, I've seen Salvatore the first Tuesday of the month for the past four decades. Same exact thing every time. I paid him eight dollars. I sat in the same chair. Salvatore put the same cape over me, and then he'd always ask me about the same thing. Nothing. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> so were they close? proximity <laughs> uh and well, uh, ron's best friend is you know a guy that you know they never still never talks to they sometimes. still never talk to each other sometimes <laughs> so i mean this is on this is on point yeah this so is on brand for ron it is very ron and uh and so he's like i can't delay this forever so he goes up to the open casket and uh <laughs> again open casket yeah they love open caskets in pawnee <laughs> They just want to make sure this person's really dead. They've been fooled before. <laughs> so <laughs> never again. <laughs> I mean, the next episode, I mean, there's a fake funeral. <laughs> so uh the Yeah, man. What a what a piece of work. Um, so he goes up and he talks to the body of Salvatore. <laughs> and he says this the three most important people in a man's life are his barber, his butcher, and his lover. I have lost one of those. Here's a tenor sal. He puts a $10 bill. He's like, as you know, I don't believe in tipping. So I'll collect my change from your wife. (laughs) (laughs) So great. And then he goes up to Ron and uh, to Andy and Donna. He's like, I was supposed to meet with him on Tuesday. (laughs) Look how raggedy my hair is. (laughs) What am I supposed to be? Some kind of rock star? (laughs) And Donna's just like, what? Uh, But he is distraught. I mean, he is distraught. This isn't just like a flippant, like sarcastic comment. Like, he really is in a bad place. Yeah, he and it, that's what he gets to in the next section. Like Don is like, buck up. Death is natural. Like you said, Sal lived a good long life. And Ron's like, but everything so much is changing. And I've never been a fan of change, even except when it's not get tipping like he wants that change. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, so Sal, she's like, Salvatore was a constant in my life. And uh, and then 
out of nowhere, a mysterious stranger at a bar says, in my experience, the only constant is change. And Ron's like, oh, bee. <laughs> uh, and it nah. is Ron Dunn from Eagleton. And uh, and he's like, nice to see you, Ron. I couldn't help it over here. I'm sure. I'm sorry about your loss. Uh, every time we lose a compadre, our collective lantern gets a little bit dimmer. And Andy's like, oh, hey, you look familiar. He's like, have we met before? And Ron Dunn's like, I'm sure our souls have collided in one lifetime or another. And Andy's like, no, nah, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. And he's like, are you in my Frisbee golf league? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super spinners. And Andy's like, I'm on the Frisbee champs. And he looks at the camera. I named us. <laughs> and Ron uh, Swanson is just like, stop speaking to this man. He's the worst human being on earth. Um, and Dunn is like, death makes brothers of us all. <laughs> And I've always found that when my soul aches with loss, it's best to turn to Eastern wisdom. And Ron holds up his shot glass. Like this is from the Isle of Islay on, in Scotland. This is as Eastern as my wisdom gets. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so Donna's then like, Swanson, this handsome spiritual cowboy may actually be right about something, about turning to the East. I have an idea. And, uh, and, then, <laughs> and <laughs> then Andy looks at Dunn. is like, who cuts your hair? <laughs> and, Nobody. When my hair feels it has completed its journey, it simply sheds itself off. <laughs> Swanson, I hate you so much. <laughs> and I love you, my brother. Oh. I just it's love their dynamic. So perfect. Still, when they were at like the, I still think about the blueberry, blueberry wine. wine <laughs> campfire. I probably think about that like once a day. <laughs> and when people are like distraught, I look at them and like, Baby Snow Owl. <laughs> baby, baby Snow Owl. Yes. <laughs> when he doesn't have his mustache, it is alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Elliott should always have a mustache. That yeah. is for sure. It's like Tom Selleck without a mustache. It just doesn't work. No, you're right. Tom Selleck without a mustache is like, are you on, are you literally on the run from somebody right now? Like or, you are a different person. Yeah. Or Bob from Bob's Burgers. It's weird. Is there an episode where he shaves his mustache? Oh yeah. There's a whole episode about, about his mustache. It's pretty great. Oh, all right. But yeah, I, I, uh, I've not cut, kept up on Bob's burgers. It's okay. There's so time. I'll just ask Casey about it and she can recap. Casey's basically <laughs> your daughter is basically a podcast for Bob's burgers. <laughs> she, she is. <laughs> you should, should probably just do, do one. Yeah. <laughs> she would just, just sing all the songs and have off. a great old time. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, uh, so Don and, uh, Ron go to, uh, Donna's stylist and turns out it's Typhoon. Which his his business is called Hair by Typhoon. <laughs> Just uh, hair. And so Ron, I used to go a long time ago. I used to go to a place called uh, Northwest Hairlines. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> because that was the barber that I went to go see. The name of his shop was Northwest Hairlines, like airlines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the name of it, and it was just like a. Yeah, I don't know. Where it's a, was this? Was uh, this in Edmonds? No, well, no, it was in Terrace. It was kind of up by Port of Subs before you got to I five. Uh huh. I know. I know. But Azteca, it's a tattoo yeah. parlor now. But yeah, Northwest Airlines. Wow, <laughs> it was like a real life Bob's Burgers pun store. It, oh my word! I uh, I've never had a haircut that I liked, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I've never had any kind of. Uh, like affinity to any one barber. Mm -hmm. um, but I went to like the the cheapest barber in that I could find because my hair now I just buzz it. 
Right. And I was like getting ready for like a, um, a wedding or something. And I was like, oh, you know, I want to do like a nice buzz. And like, a, I wanted to make sure they get it all. <laughs> and I went to the um, uh, barber that if you're going down Filbert. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember. It's yeah. like, it looks like it's basically it's a, con- a condemned building. Yeah. But they cut hair in there. Right. <laughs> and, right. Like the windows are like f- permanently fogged up. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I went in and like it had all the vibe of the barbershop that my family went to when we lived in California. There was just an old TV playing and old people in there <laughs> and the but there was only one barber. And she, yes, women can be barbers too, uh had no cares about anything. And so I was like, I just need a two, like all over. And she's like, okay. And so she does the whole thing, and it's like a five dollar haircut. Is that's what was so attractive to me, um, and uh, I I leave, and like I don't you know like it's a buzz cut. How hard can it be? I leave and I can feel the wind as soon as I go outside, all over my head, because <laughs> she had missed so much of my head. <laughs> what did you expect for five bucks? Uh, a haircut. I've been doing it for free. <laughs> I, I do a be- I did a better job than her, and I was like, do I go back in and say it's awfully drafty everywhere? <laughs> Or do I just go home and cut my hair like a grown man? And so I just went accept. for the latter. <laughs> like another five bucks isn't going to fix uh, the problem. I would like to return this haircut, please. <laughs> yeah. Can I get my hair glued back on? I'll take care of it later. Is there like a warranty for this? Um, it was thoroughly disappointing because I was like, if I could find a $5 barber, that'd be great. Man, you but, know what I miss? $5 footlongs from Subway. You miss that, huh? Well, it's $5. It's like, you know, $5 doesn't get you much anymore. So no, I like a haircut, true. a foot long sub. I don't know. Anyway, you could have a whole day for $20, <laughs> right? Back when we were kids, <laughs> go get a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew for a buck at marketplace. Right. Uh, and then just ha- get diabetes for free. Uh, you can it. Get a gallon of gas and call it a day. Yeah. Oh, the days we're old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so typhoon hair by typhoon. Yeah, Typhoon is protesting because like he's an artist and the human head is and Don's like his is his canvas. Just listen, you're gonna cut this man's hair, you're gonna charge him eight dollars, it'll take you four minutes. So just shut up and make him look like this and holds up a picture of Ron (laughs) that looks exactly like Ron looks right now. (laughs) Like ten ten minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. And so Typhoon's like fine. Uh and so Ron is trying to like uncharacteristically be interested in somebody else. <laughs> as Typhoon as Typhoon puts on a pink leopard yeah. like hair bib <laughs> cape. Yeah. And Ron is like, uh, so what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> and <coughs> Typhoon is just like, I'm writing an electronic opera about Brittany Murphy and mm-hmm. I do the ch- ch- chandelier design for my friend's drag puppet show. <laughs> and Ron's like, no further questions. Yeah. That's all you need to know. All I want to do is dance, except lately all the good warehouse raves are filled with Euro trash. And Ron's like, Euro trash. I like that. It is indeed a garbage continent. <laughs> and he's like, yes. Oh, the last time I it was was the worst in, in Berlin in last May. Everyone was on their stupid bikes. Ew. And Ron's like, please talk more about how you hate European <laughs> Europe and bicycles. <laughs> so and Donna is like, it cuts to Donna and she's just smiling and like, yeah, this will this will work. Yes, I am. I am the see. Maybe you just need the right like barber matchmaker. I guess. Uh, but I still. I mean, I'm not paying anything to cut my own hair, so I'll probably <laughs> lean into that. Uh, now, one of the things that I'm going to forward promote for next week. Mm-hmm. 
Craig and Typhoon end up getting married. Right. Now, spoiler, if you have not seen that, you are taking way too long to finish this show. Right. Uh, and the best man at for Typhoon is Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so just love great. that so much. It's, it's so great. Yeah. It's just one of those little things. It's just like this, this friendship right here was one episode old. <laughs> And then, you know, in a year or two, like Typhoon and Ron somehow became close enough that uh, that they he actually asked him to be a part of his wedding. And uh, that was that was nice. Well, and now that you mentioned it, too, what's what's really funny is like Typhoon and Ron couldn't be more opposite. And right. yet Ron Dunn and Ron are complete opposites. And yet he hates him. Yeah, but I think but he it's likes because, Typhoon because well, Typhoon doesn't also like certain like he has he's very strongly opinionated about things that ron also doesn't like right he is like they hate the same people right yeah (laughs) whereas ron dunn is like he's like a libertarian type person right Mm -hmm. go out and do your your own thing but love everybody right super spiritual (laughs) yeah Yeah. and ron swanson is like go do your own thing and leave me alone And, and I think that's what he's picking up from Typhoon, Typhoon as well. Vibe, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, fine, whatever. Do whatever you want. Just let me do whatever I want. Right. And Ron's like, I like this. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun, fun story. So uh, the, the the last plot line here, as before the whole story comes together, we have Ben and April looking for a new mayor, and they start with Bobby Newport. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and Bobby's like, "How's Leslie? Is she still uh um? What was that thing we were running for again? City <laughs> councilor? Ah, right. <laughs> you you say say so. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so Ben is like, "We're trying to uh, ignoring what you just said. We need an interim mayor for just two months. And given your family's name, how well liked you are, I thought you might be interested. He's like, "What mayor? Oh, that that might be fun, but I don't think I can do it. I'm going to go to space on a big trip." <laughs> It's so fun. Everything sounds fun, right? And and Jerry's there. He's like, yes. it really is. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the whole show right there. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, this guy gets it. He knows what's what. Uh, and uh, uh, so Bobby then looks at Ben's like, have you ever been to space? You should check it out. And seriously. And Ben's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, the Russian guys will be cool with it. Just, just you need $600,000 for the deposit. And I was like, oh, I don't have that. <laughs> And April's like, well, I've already been to space. I was the second person on the walk on the moon. Buzz Aldrin, nice to meet you. He's like, nice try. That's the guy from Toy Story. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that it's $600,000 and that's just for the deposit. It means it's more. Yeah. Man, I could not not want to go to space more. (laughs) All my stuff is here. Yeah. So, pass. Oh my goodness. Um, Have you watched Only Murders in the Building? I have not. Okay. For those, I mean... For those of you who haven't, um, Ant-Man is in it. And, oh, uh, really? For those of you who have. Yeah, in this last season, um, he, yeah, he, he's in it, and it's, it's pretty great. He plays, he plays an that. actor, um, and it's a whole stage thing. It's, all, it's like Broadway-based, but I don't want to give spoilers, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. He's, he's pretty great in it. Well, I'll have to uh, check it out. Add it to the list now that the writer strikes over. Though, I mean, I'm running Ooh. out of time of not producing material. Yeah, uh, just hope those actors hold out longer. Uh, give me a chance to catch up. So, next we cut to April and uh, Ben and Jerry, and they're talking to Joan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, April's like, "You should do it. You'd be an amazing mayor. Actually, you should be president of the universe." 
And Joan's like, I can't because sadly, I am only 27 years old. <laughs> and Ben's like, really? So you were born in the 1990s. Ben. Uh, and then next one is uh, Dr. Saperstein. And he's like, what a lovely offer. But uh, I'm a handful with my practice, other businesses, my two terrible children. <laughs> I don't think I have time to be, to, to be mayor. And then Mona Lisa comes in and like, hold up, hold up. I will do John Mayer again. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> and then uh, she's like, daddy, someone set a fire in your car because you took too long. And I got bored. <laughs> Money, please. And uh, she doesn't ask you that. And he's like, oh, there's no money. And uh, and then she's like freaking out and getting madder and madder. And he's like, OK, that's fine. I'm just going to destroy this office and knock something off the shelf. And uh, and Dr. Saverson's like, Ben, give her money. It's easier. <laughs> Next up is the douche. And uh, Ben's like, I have to say, I'm skeptical that your interest is sincere. It's like, I can understand that. <laughs> A morning shock jock DJ, the uh, the mayor. But keep an open mind. I went to Northwestern. I've worked two political co- campaigns. And I spent all my time communicating with the public. Hmm. I was like, that's a good point. Yeah. I could do some really great things for the city and some gross things for those juicy hall, city hall interns. Guggling. <laughs> Nick, Nick Kroll <laughs> is so fast to turn into a major sleaze. Um, and so they're like, ah, thanks for coming in. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, uh, let me know. Uh, and April's like, well, I think I, we have the answer. Uh, and, and she's like, okay, you know that I despise you and that I want you and all people on earth to be miserable. Uh, mm-hmm. you're like, right. Uh, sure. Uh, he's like, you should just be married. You're the best person for the job. You deserve it. Plus this would erase ice town. It's been torturing you since you were 18. If you can't became mayor, you could put it all behind you once and for all. Um, and then she's like, oh, being nice was terrible. Oh, that was and, nice of her though. And then the douche comes in and is like my oral office. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. what? I'm going to turn the mayoral office into my oral office. Boom. <laughs> Thought of it a second ago. Had to pop back in. And Ben's just like, had to? Had to. <laughs> had, had to. to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, and, and that, <laughs> I have had so many times where, like, even after this podcast, I was like, oh, what I should have said was. Yeah. And yet he has the audacity to actually go back and do it. Right. Like, like, no, I have to go you, and tell them this joke. <laughs> you need to hear this terrible thing that I thought of. It's important. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Yeah. So the people of Pawnee, kind of terrible. So Ben is resigned to the fact that he needs to take on this job for two months. Um, and so next we see them, he's about to sign in. And Jerry is so excited. He's like, I can't believe I'm about to notarize it. <laughs> uh, and so and he's like, just look, sign here. And then we can get the notary fireworks beginning. Uh, and then Ben is about to sign. He's like, no, I don't want to. You know what? I spent so long trying to forget about Ice Town, but it's a part of my life. It set me on this path. Let me do Pawnee to, to my job, to Leslie. Who knows where I'd be without it? I, I like that Ice Town happened and I don't want to erase it. And then he was like, okay, so I, I wasn't listening, uh, but <laughs> who's going to be mayor then? And then Ben looks at the person who is just most in love with the city of Pawnee mm-hmm. and who just desperately wants to retire. Uh, and he's like, Gary Gergich. <laughs> How would you like to be the next mayor of Pawnee, Indiana? And April just screams out, no. <laughs> so this then leads to the phone call with Leslie calling Ben saying Tom got engaged. And then Ben says, more good news. I finally found someone to be mayor, Gary. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so glad we're leaving. Uh, and uh, he's like, wait, you know what? I just had an amazing idea. 
and she goes to the uh, Scientology and uh, Ian's like, oh, I just under the wire. And it's like, okay, thank you so much. It's great. Now throw it out. I need a new one and I need it in 20 minutes. Um, and, uh, and he's protests. Like if you didn't want to be on call 24 seven for emergency, then you should not have gone into the high stakes world of banner making. I don't think they're on call 24 seven. They are not. I have worked with banner companies. Mm-hmm. They are very much on call during normal business hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they, Ron and everybody all pulls up to the uh, the park somewhere, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're like, "What is this?" And I was like, "You'll see." And Jerry gets out, um, and uh, he's so excited, <laughs> having just signed all and notarized all this stuff. He's like, I gotta say, that was a heck of a lot of fun. And then a choir starts singing "Bone Thugs, Thugs in Harmony" all my life. And Jerry's like, "What's happening?" Was that boys? To, was that boys to men? I thought it was "Bone Thugs in Harmony." No, it's Crossroads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I put Boys, that. Oh yeah, I incepted you with that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jerry is like shocked and looks like happy inauguration day, buddy. There, and he gets into a throne that is then carried by strong men and <laughs> <In> gladiator, like <laughs> yeah. full gladiator. As this choir is singing and everybody's there, there's a hot air balloon. Fireworks are going off. <laughs> it's like. It- my it kids is. were watching this with me. They hadn't seen this episode before. They've watched a ton of Parks and Rec. And they just, all of them, they, all of them, all two of them, turned to me and just go, <laughs> finally, he finally gets the recognition he deserves. Yeah. He's such a like, good guy. Like, finally, he's, and that was Leslie's thing. He's like, let's, if we're going to do this, let's do it. Yeah. Tom let's, already paid for it. Let's, <laughs> let's celebrate. <laughs> let's celebrate Jerry. Yeah. And so. <laughs> so uh, nobody speech. planned his thing, but it's no. still amazing. It's great. And, uh, and Leslie gets a speech. Uh, you know, we're about to begin a new chapter in Pawnee's history, ladies and gentlemen, the new mayor of the great city of Pawnee, Indiana, Gary Gergich. And he starts to speak in the, the hot air balloon basket. He's like, I just want to say. That. <laughs> he just goes, he's just over. He's like, I'm lying. <laughs> it is just so Wonderful. And this is probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Oh, for sure. Just how Jerry is, Gary is just along for the ride. Yep. Um, and then how it plays out into next week's episode as Mayor Gergich <laughs> is the most powerful man in town. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I I loved this, the close of this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. That's uh that's two funerals or what's uh, I'm going to title it. Talk more about how you hate Europe and bicycles. <laughs> so that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Anything else that, that stands out that we need to note, Jeremy? Um, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not, no. I mean, the trivia is pretty, pretty trivial. lame. It's yeah. It's very trivial. Um, you know what's interesting about the word trivia? <laughs> can you use it in a sentence? Uh, I just yeah, did. I just did. Um, no, the uh, the word means like three ways. <laughs> so, oh, try. Yeah, try. Via, via is, is way way or and, or life. And so it's like a, it's a multiple choice. It's three options, right? Mm-hmm. You have these options, and uh, and so when people say like it's trivial, it's like well, no. Sometimes you mean it's just not important, <laughs> right? So anyway. Nerd. So that means like most trivia trivia things should be multiple choice. That's um, that's how I feel. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, to to marinate on that for a while. Yeah. Go for (sighs) it. So next week, I think next week is a double episode. Yeah, it's longer, but it's presented as one episode. 
Correct. And if there's one thing we're good at, it's making things shorter. Yes, this 22-minute ep- episode, we ended up talking about for uh, 52 <laughs> so far. Who so far. when we're actually going to end. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I was looking for the rating on this episode. 8.4. 8.4. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. There's a reference to Toy Story. Uh, the Parks and Recreation main title theme song was written by Gabby Moreno and Vincent Jones. Same, 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 same. Yeah, all uh, the same stuff. This originally aired on my birthday. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. So now this episode, my, Michael Jordan, Paris Hilton, and myself, we all sh- share the same birthday. So that's fun. Uh, and then here's an ad for Loki season two. Cool. All things, uh, yeah, I think we wrapped it up pretty well. So, All right. So all right, yeah. well, the we'll one... be back next week as long for... as we're all healthy, right? <laughs> for one last ride. I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's the beginning of the end, man. So, for the show, and just for the show. All right, good. I, that was ominous. Oh, and and once again, you know, plugging for the end, you know, our show, and then hopefully after next week, the week after, or the episode after. Well, we'll what we need a little break because I'm going out of the country. <sighs> okay. Take a hot air balloon <laughs> to go far away. You can listen to some boys, boys to men, and float away. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, so, anyway, that gives you plenty of time to come up with your list of yeah. of of favorite episodes, favorite moments, favorite jokes that we said, favorite, you know, anything from ever in the podcast and from Parks and Rec and write in and let us know what you think. And yeah. if we're if 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 it's like three years from now and it, you, you know, maybe we'll still talk about it when we're, you know, doing the good place. I don't know. Why not? Yeah. I, you know what, if there's an email that comes in in three years and we're talking about a totally different show, I'm not going to not read that email. Yeah, exactly. So don't <laughs> think that time has ran out. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about podcasting. Mm-hmm. You are now a time traveler. This is a time capsule uh, hosted by Spotify. If you're looking for a podcast host, Spotify. Um, they, uh, yeah, so it's there for you. Email parksandconversation at gmail.com because you can guarantee I'm not going to start another email address. I mean, that's just going to be what it's going to be. Uh, I didn't think it all through. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, of, it's a lot of work moving moving email addresses. I mean, how 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 much does a an email address cost? Twenty dollars? <laughs> well, at least one haircut. Yeah. How much is a Star Wars? Uh, so, yeah. So email us parksandconversation at gmail dot com. Please be sure to leave reviews at speedysigns dot com and <laughs> uh, and then. We will uh, be back uh, in the near future to talk about the series finale of Parks and Conversation. So, Jeremy, I bid you adieu. Zoot the lore. Bye.